Hey everybody, Josh here. It's in a world alternative media here, and I'm joined with Tim Pachote, the Liberty Advisor. And there's a lot to go into today because it this is about what they are doing to you, my friends. Um, when we witness the havoc that has been caused, the strain that has been pushed onto the supply chain, when it pays more to stay at home, when you know you are getting fired for not being jabbed, and if you are being jabbed, well, you know your death is also going to have an effect on the supply chain. Obviously, we are seeing places like Georgia declare a supply chain state of emergency. Um, and we've long talked about what happens when the food is no longer on the shelves. Well, people on average will not have the ability to protect themselves because they don't know how to because we've been made to be coddled slaves and um, obviously the lockdowns had a profound effect on this probably very much by design um, like this out of zero hedge that says tesla's shanghai gigafactory remains closed has already lost 40,000 electric vehicles due to COVID lockdowns. Now, you know, it seems like it would be bad for the government to completely destroy the civilization around it, but it actually creates a, a great opportunity for them. It's called order out of chaos. Today in the video, we're going to talk about that. We're gonna talk about how that applies to the Great Reset agenda, the technocracy we see, social credit, etc., and also the effect it has on the more basic things, um, the stock market, which has obviously been heavily propped up, the overall economy, how people will react to this. First of all, Tim, I wanted to hear your thoughts on Georgia declaring uh, a supply chain state of emergency and um, you know what this really means for this road towards the complete collapse of basic goods and services being available to people who cannot provide it for themselves. Well, like usual, I mean, anytime the government's, you know, going to try to, you know, in air quotes, help, they're probably going to end up making things worse. And so one of the things the governor of Georgia is doing is going to ban price gouging. So when you have price gouging, you are going to, I mean, obviously we're not, you know, advocating that, you know, someone, you know, let's say you're out in the desert dying and someone's going, oh, we're going to charge you, you know, a million dollars for a glass of water. I'm not like advocating that. But in terms of price gouging, if you can't get goods to a certain area because, you know, for whatever reason, then other entrepreneurs can then, you know, travel to other regions, bring those goods in, and then uh, there will then be a market for those goods because the price is high and then that will then lower the price of goods. Under a regime where you're not allowed to price gouge, then there's really no incentive for entrepreneurs to, let's say, let's say there's no, uh, as, as an example, and actually this did happen about 20 years ago, let's, let's say there's no gas in Arizona, but there's gas in California. I mean, you know, things are really bad when you've got to go to California for, for something. And so then it would then encourage entrepreneurs to then go into California to then bring the gas into Arizona, for instance. And, but, you know, if there was no ability to price gouge, then there's no incentive to do that. And then what happens is you're in the same exact situation where there's nothing and you're not then able to have any gas at all. So uh, now the other thing that kind of plays into all this is that you have right now, the velocity money is pretty much like at all time lows. I mean, there was March, 2020, it was the all time low and we're like a tiny bit off of that. And so we haven't even begun to see the true effects of inflation because A, as crazy as this sounds, the dollar still is incredibly high. Uh, you know, relative to other currencies, I mean, like in the euro, you've got, you know, well, it's a race to the bottom, right? Absolutely. It's a race to the bottom. So you've, you, not, you not only have that, but you also have, you know, another usually thing that would kick off inflation would also be the velocity of money increasing. So what that means is, you know, dollars, you know, circulating throughout the economy faster and faster. And eventually what this, all, how this all relates to the supply chain is, you know, as people go to the store, they realize it's, it's more and more barren that they're going to then spend more money to then buy up as much 
uh, basically items as possible, and then that then other people are going to see that, and they're going to do the same. Then they're going to see this panic hoarding, which then is probably going to lead to different types of you know measures that we've seen the Georgia governor do, where implementing price controls, or hey, you're only allowed to get two loaves of bread, or this or that. And it's going to be at the, and once that occurs, then you're going to see what I guess you'd call the crack of boom, where all of a sudden you could see the price of, you know, just normal everyday goods. I mean, it doesn't sound crazy anymore saying this, but like you could see it. I mean, we're already seeing it, you know, just go absolutely through the roof. And so, you know, it is a, you know, there's nothing really the government's going to do that's going to make this better. I mean, everything they're going to do is going to make it worse, obviously. Yeah, I mean, we're already seeing the beginning of what looks like panic buying when you have, um, you know, three-mile-long lines down the street to get gas at, like, $10. Uh, I mean, you really are seeing the testing grounds for what is eventually going to happen, and we saw that as well, obviously, at the beginning of 2020, and we did videos in the stores in the beginning of 2020, in, in February of 2020, I believe, walking down the aisles of stores that had absolutely nothing in it and it turns out not surprising at all that they did have those goods they just didn't put them in the stores because and, and this is the same thing they did in I believe um, Puerto Rico years ago after the um, hurricane was they had the goods they didn't, just didn't put it in the stores so they could use it one for political advantage and two to make people go crazy and then again order out of chaos one of the things I think is really important to keep in mind here is um, look at the emergency planning act in Canada which is still in place um, uh, there, this is something that basically declares martial law. This has been put in place since September of 2021. This is an example because they, right there in the document, uh, section 18 and 18.1, they talk about food price fixing um, and seizing property, seizing animals and livestock, seizing farm fields and, and government allocating that kind of stuff. So what happens? People have no food, people have no water, people have no gas, people have no way to heat their homes, etc, 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 with the grid going down, which it correlates with this perfectly. So who do you look to? FEMA. Some of you might remember in 2019 and early 2020, there were FEMA-sponsored signs all over the United States. Um, they said, are you prepared? And it would be a photo of Woody Harrelson in the movie Zombieland. It was quite interesting, um, considering this is right before the lockdowns. Are you prepared um, for a massive disaster? And it was sponsored by FEMA. FEMA is the answer to this because you have FEMA camps, but that's just temporary. That's just temporary. They put you in those places so you're dependent, you beg for help, so they give you the help that you want, quote unquote. That is the shift over to the technocratic system where the supply chain will be conveniently completely controlled in this great, um, you know, efficient manner via the social credit system, via uh, the internet of things. And I believe that's where we're going with this, Tim, is that we're just move, using all these problems to slowly come to the solution, quote unquote, of a complete government control, centralization over everything, tracking, tracing of everything under the guise of convenience. What do you think? I remember those FEMA ads, and I think it then linked back to their website saying, oh, remember to have like three days worth of food and water, like three days. I mean, first off, if you believe it's a, you know, two weeks to flatten the curve, you should probably have at least two weeks of food. But, you know, they're what you could get, by the way, at whamsurvival.com. I might as well throw that in there. Long term storable foods. You save money if you go through us. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, some of you have, you know, talked about in the comments, like, oh, you know, all your gold and all of your crypto is not going to mean anything if you don't have food. Yeah, we have talked about this several times. We've talked about the importance of having guns and ammo. We've talked about the importance of having community. Talk I mean, we just can't give every proviso for every subject of everything. And, and that's why it's one of our main affiliates is whamsurvival.com. It's like, oh, you didn't talk about food this time. Well, we're literally giving you the link to save money and get it. Anyway, go ahead. 
And also, I mean, I do want to point out, too, that I am paying for Josh to be here right now. So he's not here on viewership dime. He's not here on donation dime. Uh, you know, I'm paying for Josh to be out here. So it's not like, you know, he's out gallivanting around the world, you know, just having a fun vacation. You know, he's out here doing real work, important work. And, uh, you know, it's not really too far away from my house. So he might as well have a good time. I was, I was, I was uh, sleeping in the bottom bunk of one of his daughter's beds while she was at his uh, wife's, ex-wife's place. Just to give you an example, I'm not like, yeah. But, but with that said, though, this is very important because we have um, this move towards technocracy. The, the post office, I mean, talk about something that's inefficient. That will, that's inefficient on purpose. That's going to uh, see a collapse. We're going to see the grocery stores uh, run out of food. We're going to see the grocery stores run out of water. And that will lead people perfectly to the solution that the establishment wants them um, to look towards. And that's kind of part of the Great Reset agenda. It is technocracy. It is having complete control on the digital grid of everything people do own. Say, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy because you'll have everything just brought to you. And everything's convenient. The only thing you have to give up is your soul, your humanity. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, and everything is just going to lead. I mean, I, we haven't even begun to see like the true effects of any of this really begin to play out. Like as mentioned before, the velocity of money is super low. Uh, you know, we haven't even begun to see. I mean, we're just now starting to see the you know the laws that are uh, going to prohibit price gouging. We haven't even seen uh, you know complete shortages of fuel where you know all of a sudden you know the diesel trucks can't even you know get moving. And so we, you know, we we haven't really even begun to see what could potentially play out here. And so. Unfortunately, it just looks like this is a planned uh, disaster because, you know, the more you're going to make people poor, then the more you're going to then make them reliant on the government. And I think it was either, <coughs> excuse me, Harari or Klaus Schwab's like, oh, COVID's a great opportunity because, you know, now it's basically it's, it's great for the government because now people are going to be more reliant on the government. And so all this is, you know, it's more like, you know, what is, what's the old saying? Like the government is, you know, they're there to, uh, you know, break your legs and then be there to give you the wheelchair afterwards and act like they're helping. I think that was a Harry Brown quote. But all of this is just leading to what is going to be, I think, one of the most predictable disasters in history because it's not like a natural disaster. They are literally at, you know, the Klaus Schwab Great Reset level deliberately engineering this to have everybody, you know, basically being at the point where they need to go suck on the government tea just to get food. But don't worry, they've got three days of food from FEMA, so that everybody should be okay. Yeah, well, um, you're a certified financial planner, and by the way, you could go to the uh, libertyadvisor.com and um, become a client of his if you're in the U.S., but I wanted to uh, bring this up. Um, how will it affect things like the stock market? When you see the government uh, and, and obviously the Federal Reserve buying a bonds, uh, you know, pumping up the economy as much as they can while actually inevitably destroying it and putting the throwing, you know, so much manipulation of the stock market, trying to keep the stock market stable to some degree, plunge protection team, etc. Why at the same time would they be doing something like um, destroying the supply chain, which inevitably would have a profoundly bad effect? on the stock market. Uh, can you um, give your thoughts on that? Is it worth it for them to just crash everything for the sake of the new Great Reset shift into a new money system? What do you think? When everybody thinks of crash, they're going to think of like a 2008 type environment. But what the crash could be is you could actually see the crash of the dollar eventually. So I mean, the first step might be the crash of the market, but then in order to save the market in air quotes, because really there's only three things that the that the government can really try to save, or the Fed can try to save. It's either the stock market, 
the dollar or the bond market. And so in order to pay, so the real story to the stock market is actually the, the bond market because that's a much bigger market than the stock market. That's where all the debt is. We have a debt-based monetary system. So in order to get you know currency or what they would call money into the system, which isn't real money, but in order to get the money into the system, they have to get debt, but there's always more debt than there's money. And so they need to keep this Ponzi scheme going by issuing more debt. So it's actually more important to look at what's going on in the debt market than to then see what's going on in the stock market. But from the stock market perspective, basically, you know, I think that the end game of this is more like a 1910s Germany scenario where their stock market was about 400, then went down to 100, then, you know, fast forward, zoom out to 1923, and their stock market is 27 million. And so it didn't mean you're, you know, sitting pretty if you had all your money in the stock market. But I can see you know, the end game of this, we're not, if we're talking about a baseball game and I hate, you know, I don't even like baseball, but you know, if we're giving an analogy over here, um, you know, we're not talking about, you know, it's whether you're talking about the first, second, third inning of a game or you're talking about after the game's over, after the game's over, I think you're going to see the stock market to basically infinity for no other simple fact that the money is going to be worth less. And so all the supply chain and inflation issues are on the backs of a strong dollar, on the backs of low velocity of money and on the backs of people not actually panic hoarding yet. So, the, the three main catalysts haven't even occurred yet and we're already seeing everything getting messed up. And so the crash is going to be in the average American's purchasing power, not necessarily in the asset values because the asset values could go through the roof, which are then going to make the average American poorer as they're not able to afford it. And again, we're not talking about everybody, but we're probably talking about 95% of the people that don't have money in the stock market. But you can have all the stock money in the stock market in the world, but if you don't have food and you don't have water and you don't have shelter and you don't have electricity and you don't have you know the basic you know kind of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, then it's not going to And then self-defense. Yeah, and it's not, yeah, it's not going to matter. So, you know, I've you know, I have some clients who have like, you know, over a million dollars with me, but they don't have generators, they don't have storable food, they don't have this and that. And, you know, ultimately everybody buys things at the price they deserve. And so people that didn't heed my morning last year about generators, you know, you can spend 300% more this year. Uh, and about the only thing that's cheaper is that I've seen is lithium, like big lithium ion battery banks is the only thing. And even that's sort of like a crazy, you know, maybe conspiracy going on there too, where China is basically China. They're controlling all the rare earth minerals and, and lithium is pretty abundant around the world. But, uh, you know, by trying to controlling all this, you know, to some extent, they might be trying to just jack the prices up for everybody else. It's like seven, eight, nine times more expensive per ton of lithium now than it was a year ago. So with China controlling all this, it could basically snuff out the other uh, producers around the world and I, actually, I do know people in this industry who are, you know, pretty high up and, you know, that's some of the suspicions that they have. So in that way, uh, you know, they're infringing on people's patents, but rather they could lose the patent case. But then, OK, great. No one else can go afford to produce their product because they have all the rare earth minerals and all the components. But and even this was all planned. I mean, many of us watching this and know this and you have Afghanistan who's controlling a lot of it. And we just go give Afghanistan, not we, but, you know, the government the globalists give Afghanistan back to basically China to mine all this. So, yeah. Well, and I remember um, back in about 2017, uh, someone tried to commission me. I didn't end up doing it, but I uh, was someone tried to commission me to do uh, a documentary on um, the supply chain, all the problems with the supply chain, how outdated it is and um, blockchain technology as the solution to this. Now, 
I, at that time, I would I was looking in into this as deeply as I could, and yeah, I could see the strains on the supply chain. But it seemed like it was almost it was it was on purpose. Same with the electrical grid being so out of whack. And the more I looked into um, the supply chain on the blockchain, yeah, it's innovative. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting things and more efficient things you can do with it. But in the wrong hands, which it inevitably would be, it would be absolutely atrocious. What what could come of it? That would be the great reset agenda. That would be the complete control of all things the Internet of Things, everything's tracked, everything is traced, and we just watch everything get allocated based on artificial intelligence, censorship, etc. And, and, and when you, um, for example, say something negative about the government on Facebook, or you're not vaccinated, or whatever it is, or maybe you use too many carbon credits, sorry, you can't buy more than one loaf of bread this month, and sorry, you can't drive now, you can't drive for another week, and uh, sorry, you can't use your credit card um, because you have been turned off for being a very bad, bad Bad, bad boy or girl or they or them or zer or zix or whatever the hell they're trying to force on people these days the the idea is that what they are creating is a world of convenience that um is something out of a horror movie it's a world of convenience that controls every aspect of your life and then therefore eventually makes you no longer human the things that make humanity great empathy and individual responsibility are gone you aren't able to take care of yourself you're not able to you're caught basically you're too weak you're unhealthy you um, are divided from your family and your friends you don't have the ability outside of big cities to really build things um, you know it, when when we're talking about how everyone's been pushed into the, these big cities the United Nations has been, been a big part of this and the United Nations obviously working with WWF uh, they're uh, obviously conjoined um, and the idea is that <clears throat> you then um, aren't able to defend yourself. You have checkpoints everywhere. You can't leave. Um, you can't grow your own farms. They've been banning people growing, um, you know, plants and crops on their uh, front lawns for decades now. That's collecting right. rainwater. Um, so many things like that because they want you to be dependent and they want to criminalize independence. And if they criminalize independence, they criminalize humanity itself. And therefore, that is the end game. And there we have this new rollout of this new system that is completely uh, artificially intelligent and based in a governance system that doesn't think you should be alive. It's a Tower of Babel situation. Basically, humanity is its biggest enemy. This is good versus evil. This is uh, elitism and power versus humans itself. Um, and it destroys empathy. It destroys independence and everything that's great about humanity. So I think that's very important uh, to leave you guys off with here. We need to be prepared now and the more we wait the worse off we're going to be and the i mean again if you are a human being and you're here on earth and you won't defend your very humanity then what are you on earth for in the first place uh as we sign off here tim uh final words and yes i know there's a million other things to say but we can only say so much in a video um final words as we sign off here and um you know the importance of just independence yeah, I mean, you guys can come see us at Float Fest. So we head out, that's uh, just about an hour outside of Austin uh, on like a 100-acre farm. So you guys can go to floatfest.com. And if you want some individualized advice, I made this offer yesterday, but I will be taking donations for Learn the Risk. But I don't even want to, don't even, the money's not even going to me. It's going to go directly to the charity. So that's a kind of like a one-time offer where if you guys are out there, want, you know, like half an hour, whatever, advice, you know, then donate money to help get, you know, anti-vaccine billboards going up all around which there actually one is up in uh phoenix tempe area where we've got uh, learn the risk billboard up 
educating people on vaccines because you know also we need to educate people on what's going on but I mean at this point you know if you don't know what's going on then uh, you know I, I think that you sort of I mean I hate to say you know deserve what's coming and I, I feel bad for the, the kids who didn't really have a you know have a say in all this but uh, yeah, you've got to be independent. You've got to be, you know, not reliant. Because obviously, if you're going to be reliant on a bankrupt government, then uh, you're going to have a bad time. And I did. I want to leave off with one uh, tweet that I read today, where it was I'm much more concerned about uh, what was it? I was much more concerned about Bill Gates owning all the farmland than I am on Elon Musk buying Twitter. And we've seen obviously, uh, you know, the, that Twitter is willing to basically self-implode just for having just for wanting to be able to shut down free speech and so you know it's completely naked and the more naked the more tyrannical this gets the more people it wakes up but we just need to make sure that we're keeping people on the right track basically by keeping people on the right track it means they're thinking critically they're not being told what to do they're not falling for something like q i mean that's that's what the message is but thank you well and, and i think um social media is one of the biggest parts of all this um it is the thing the very thing that is brainwashing people more than anything else into dependence it's the idea of instead of being proud of your successes you are proud of getting likes on a post shares on a post you have the support of the crowd and then that waters into the everyday world and that is the new social credit system it already exists we already have social credit it's called facebook and um then that morphs into the real world you self-censor in real life you worry about what other people think of you you want to impress everyone. You want to make sure that you are following the path that everyone else has just regurgitated and said you must follow. And that's a huge part of the Great Reset agenda. Um, I appreciate everyone watching today. Um, make sure to check those links below. GoGetFunding.com, Patreon, subscribe, share. We have a PayPal address. We have a Bitcoin address. And we have a Cointree link with multiple different cryptocurrencies that you could donate in if you please. We also have, of course, um, Epic FundMe. Epic Cash, is a, in my opinion, is a really important part of um, getting outside of the technocratic grid and the centralized system. And getting private is very important. So I think privacy coins are a great way to pull outside of this massive collapse of the supply chain, the economy worldwide, the wars, the mass eugenics experiments and operations that are happening before our eyes, the dependency of the masses. Um, we also have a Teespring store. You can join our newsletter www.imband.com. We have, um, of course, a Telegram group, World Alternative Media, as well as a Telegram channel, World Alternative Media Announcements. And he, he, you heard him say uh, Floatfest. So Floatfest 2022. Come and see us there. Max Egan, Dr. Andrew Cox. Hoffman, uh, Sam Tripley, Eddie Bravo, Spike Cohn, uh, Scott Horton. All those guys are going to be there in person and as well as us. And I hope you come and see it. It's on April 29th to May 3rd. And um, you can uh, use code WAM, that's W-A-M, um, if you want to save money on your tickets. There's a link in the description below, my friends. Also, check out rncstore.com, uh, Richardson Nutritional Center, your source for Laetrile online, made famous by G. Edward Griffin's book, World Without Cancer. Get your apricot seeds, Laetrile, amygdalin, and vitamin B17 there. Of course, go to whamsurvival.com, as I mentioned before, save money on your long-term storable foods. Extremely important, obviously, as the video today uh, made very clear. Of course, we're on BitChute, Odyssey, Rumble, and Brighteon at World Alternative Media. We're on dollarvigilante.tv, and of course, we're on Hive, Steemit, and Float.app at, at Josh Searson. Don't forget the bad guys, you know, those social media giants that I was just talking about and how we need to get off of those. Yeah, I'm still on a few of those because I'm trying to get the word out to a few people who don't yet have that message. That would be TikTok and Instagram, World Alternative Media, as well as Twitter. You can share on Facebook. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't post on Facebook, really. Uh, but um, Twitter and Getter it at World Alt Media. And yeah, anyway, hit that like button, share on social media, hit the notification bell, and hit the subscri subscription button if you haven't already. Um, of course, go and visit thelibertyadvisor.com if you want to become a client of Tim Pachotes. And of course, you can find the Liberty Advisor as well on BitChute and, and other um, websites. Odyssey. Odyssey. Yeah. Odyssey. 
Yeah, I just got on Rumble the other day, so we can probably be one of the first people following me in there. I'm not sure if I have anybody following me yet. Uh, Spotify, audio, and we are actually turning these videos into audio podcasts as well, if that's your thing and you'd rather listen, because I know that's what I do in, in the car a lot. So, uh, anyways, yeah, thanks. The Liberty Advisor Show for all the places you can find the media, the Liberty Advisor for all the uh, financial work stuff. So, and, and we'll be back at you soon. We're here in Puerto Penasco, Mexico. There's lots of trails in the sky, and we're trying to fight the good fight against evil. Until next time, this is Josh Hertzson and Tim Pachote signing out from World Alternative Media. Find the truth, be the change. I'm sure you have already changed people's minds in your young age because you're involved, and I like that.